This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. You're listening to Best Quality Vacuum, our Breaking Badiverse, Vince Gilliverse podcast. Mm. And this week we are talking about uh, the episode and the bags in the river. Kind of a part two for episode two there and the cats in the bag. Line from yes. uh, The Sweet Smell of Success. You know, I also feel like it's a saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, at least cats in the bag is, is a saying. And then like. No, that cat is definitely fucked. It's <laughs> like, like a writer. I <laughs> will drown. Yes. Um, yeah. I just, uh, when I was making notes for this, uh, we, we got to get kind of uh, like at least a little bit more comfortable with saying the word bitch. Yeah. I, no, no, I, I have, I'm, I've, I've excised trying, that from yeah, my life. But if I put myself in the Jesse mindset. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Uh, you got to, you got to go Jesse, Jesse grind set. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about the sweet smell of success. Is it one of those fifties movies about drowning cats? <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> like, a craze. It was, it was yeah. a real craze. Clark Gable, you know, like, uh, yeah. people, people had, uh, had hands on hard bodies, um, mm-hmm. uh, stuffing yourself into, uh, in, in, into, uh, phone booths was a prank, sure. uh, yep. flagpole sitting. Uh, they, they attempted a Judy comeback, Charleston. but so many people yeah. got, uh, got, got skewered and then just, yeah. a, j- j- just a good old kitty cat drowning. Get Ricky. that pussy wet. Yeah. Give me the cat, Ricky. <laughs> Lucy, why you want, I'm not going to do the accent. Why no. do you want to drown this cat? This gato, Lucy, <laughs> Lucy, why would you like to drown the gato? <laughs> I'm Desi Arnaz. <laughs> Hello, hi. Hello, I'm Lucy. Desi Arnaz. This is my wife, Lucy. Hello, I'm Arnaz. The, I'm the band leader at a prominent New York club. I'm Desi Arnaz. <laughs> I'm Desi Arnaz. Welcome. This is my shrill wife, Lucy. She enjoys screaming and drowning cats. <laughs> I'm to, and fucking up at factories. I'm to be led to believe that Ethel Mertz is not an absolute smoke show. Hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 It's weird. Yeah, uh, you know, probably without all the fifties makeup and stuff, she's probably all <laughs> super scarred and everything. <laughs> looks like Freddy Krueger under there. <laughs> uh, anywho, we we got Breaking Bad to talk about. We do, but I can talk yeah. about fifties <laughs> for my my uh, what I understand about the fifties, <laughs> like all day. Um, this episode was written by Vince Gilligan, uh, directed mm-hmm. by Adam Bernstein, and aired on February tenth, two thousand eight. Yeah, uh, and this concerns itself uh, almost entirely with Walt deciding, uh, trying to decide what to do uh, with Crazy Eight, that guy that he has uh, chained up in Jesse's basement. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's a very uh, small scale episode, mm-hmm. which uh, and to its benefit, yes. uh, we're introduced to a couple of important characters in this episode. Uh, first off is Gretchen. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a former colleague and love interest of Walt. Uh, from back in the day, the gray matter days. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, uh, we're l- introduced to Wendy. <laughs> everyone knows um, it's Wendy. Yeah. Everyone knows it's Wendy. Uh, even though that song is windy. Everyone I know knows it's windy. Yes. Uh, and at one point in this episode, Hank says, how much for a windy Wendy? <laughs> not an expression. <laughs> nope. Not at all. No one, no one thinks a blowjob is a windy. I, 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 I have always heard that as how much for a Wendy, Wendy. Uh, but I watched it with the captions this time. It says windy. So well, you can hear it. If you listen, you know, maybe it was just me reading it and hearing it at the mm. same time, but it did sound like he said it differently. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe I can get there with the adjective to blow, but sure. I, I mean, 
Yeah, Hank. Uh, but yeah, this is a uh, a meth addicted sex worker in the show mm-hmm. who turns out to be, you know, uh, instrumental to to uh, several uh, scenes, like a minor character, but mm-hmm. recurring. I was surprised at how few episodes she actually factors into. She's very memorable. Yeah, very memorable. Yeah. Uh, she loves her root beer is the thing. She she loves soda. <laughs> She's, uh, it's 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 that Kurt Vonnegut advice of making your character want something, even if it's a glass of water. Uh-huh. And Vince Gilliam went scrambled eggs for Walt <laughs> Jr., root beer for, <laughs> for Wendy. Uh, this uh, features in this episode the earliest scene in the chronology that yes. we're going to get back when uh, Walt had all his hair and looked like a shaggy sex god uh, mm-hmm. back in the Grey Matter days between 1985 and 1989. Yes. Uh, eventually, the series will go even further back. Better Call Saul with things from uh, Jimmy and Kim's childhood. Yes, uh, back in the day. Yeah, back in the uh, back in the old sixties. Um, yeah, uh, back to Wendy though. There is famous trivia for this. Uh, you know, they are uh, they shoot at this very rough looking motel uh, in Albuquerque. Like it's very believable as a place where. You know, down and out people uh, would be uh, doing stuff that the law doesn't uh, smile on, let's say, euphemistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they were there shooting. And Wendy's whole thing here, the makeup and prosthetics and stuff, was so convincing that somebody walked up and attempted to s- solicit her services. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Method acting. <laughs> It, when whatever that happened to John Lovitz, you'd go acting, and then you'd find out he wasn't really a prostitute. He was John Lovitz. Uh, <laughs> no, it's always worker. John Lovitz. <laughs> John Lovitz. Um, this is this is a digression. I know we've been digression heavy already. Oh, that's all right. Uh, me and Liv were uh, driving down. So there's a street in Portland of ill repute. It's not uh, most of it is fine, but it has like the reputation as the bad street, and it's 80, southeast eighty second. Okay. Okay. Uh, and. This is there's a section of that like Portland's very nice. It's not, you know, uh, it's certainly not the Antifa training grounds that your uncle thinks it is, but it's also not like a crime ridden cesspit or anything. Yeah. But there are sections of the street that are pretty Thunderdome, mm-hmm. like uh, including sex work uh, going on there. And <clears throat> we were driving down that to get somewhere. It's also a major commercial thoroughfare. Uh, and we saw somebody who was certainly a, uh, a sex worker or the very, like looked like they were dressed up like a Halloween costume okay. of a sex worker. And, uh, there was a truck in front of us and the truck at the very last minute, like screeched and turned, uh, <laughs> turned to pull off into the side street where this person was cool. It was just very charming. Like, it was good, like, good I wasn't planning to, but whoa, <laughs> like oh. I imagine him text Averying. In the, uh, in the truck like it's incredibly just dangerous like, in a truck i mean your windshield's right there your eyes are gonna get stuck to it it was also dangerous because we were falling behind him he slammed on the brakes to like <laughs> to do this so he very well could have been you know hit by our car uh-huh. uh, he was like oh shit <laughs> like, it was a very confusing couple of seconds but it was one of the more cartoony things that's ever happened to me in real life like yeah yeah uh, you know <sighs> a, a, a literal like get a load of that you know <laughs> Like it was very funny. Here's to living in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Seize, seize the day. <laughs> you know, good, good on you, truck, truckulies. Um, but yeah, so the, the uh, that is what this made me think of. Nice. Um, let's get into it. Let's do. 
uh, we open with uh, kind of like a montage of sorts that is intercutting. So it is uh, two scenes, one in the present and then one of one is a flashback. Uh, we have Walt and Jesse cleaning up the gunk that used to be Emilio. Uh, we get the we get those transparency shots that uh, th- that the show is known for, you know, revealing mm-hmm. the scene through somebody wiping something off of a surface, you know. Mm-hmm. And this Finally is also- a show that gives us the perspective of <laughs> of, of gunk. It's some real good eat shit. I love it. Yeah, it, it, no, it, it is great. It's just very uh, it's funny the idea of it just being. God, I can't wait to see what the floor sees. <laughs> uh, the uh, so th- this scene is bisected. I don't want to uh, you know just go back and forth. Uh, mm-hmm. here like yeah. i want to talk about each individual part because i think one is like they connect and and this is a controversial scene uh when the callback for this and yeah it's it's worth talking about so mm-hmm. like this first part where walt and jesse are cleaning up the gunk i think is pretty brilliant mm-hmm. uh one of the things that the show does is like hey all this stuff is profoundly unsexy and awful yes like this sh- like crime should be gross and boring and mm-hmm. difficult you know, all of these things, like it's, it's nasty and it's work, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, this is, this, this sucks. And that's great at yeah. showing them. This is interspersed with a flashback with Walt back in uh, the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, talking to a woman. This is uh, you know, this is our introduction to Gretchen breaking down the composition of the human body uh, element by element, uh, adding all this up. And they're kind of, you can, this is well acted. They're, they're kind of flirty. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, what, what, what about calcium? What about cal-? you know? He's he's doing science flirts, uh-huh. uh huh. And it doesn't add up to a hundred percent, you know. Um, and you know, he's like, oh, it seems like something's missing. And as this is happening, we're seeing, you know, so it's it's the the dichotomy of like, this is what a body is uh-huh. abstractly. This is what a body is mechanically. Yeah, it it, you know? it, it is broken down in two different ways. You know, yes. here on a whiteboard between two people making a connection and here literally dissolved and having, you know, seeped through, fallen through. Yes. Uh, and then they're like, uh, you know, where's the rest? Something's missing. It doesn't add to 100%. Uh, this is going to come back later. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's <laughs> so if it just stopped here, uh-huh. This is great, I think. The the callback, it peeled the paint from my walls. I had yeah, to call yeah. a guy. <laughs> yeah, the, the callback makes you move. It's not, there's another, for Seasons Weird, we talked about it being sloppier. Uh, and one of the things that I think Breaking Bad did in the first two seasons that it more or less stops doing mm-hmm. is uh, flirting with this idea of being a lot more metaphysical. Yeah. Um, you know, the second season is basically Magnolia. Right, like, oh, you know, you're ha- you will have these kind of trippy connections to people you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to inadvertently cause this plane crash. Yeah. Um, you know that uh, that kind of theming goes away in the yes. show. It gets a little bit more nuts and bolts uh, in terms of how it's it's choosing to do its themes, mostly for the better. Yeah. And this is about as far as it goes in that kind of woo woo place. Yeah, I think I mean, this uh, is specifically the callback like right here when he says this there's is great. There's got to yeah. be something more to being human than that. And then it's just Walt dumping a bucket of Emilio into the toilet and flushing. That's it's like, perfect. It's so good. Like there is there is nothing, you know, this idea it's, that like in the in the daytime, uh-huh. you know, or, you know, in, in this kind of uh, idealized safe scenario, you can talk about that and you can, you can kind of like fill us, you know, philosophize. Mm-hmm. And then in real life, we're all slime. <laughs> you know, we can all just be dissolved down to goop. 
Yeah. And that's the, ultimately what we are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, that's great. And they really should have just left it. Yeah. This they is so good. And it gets so dumb. They didn't have to take it into 21 grams territory. Is this going to be on the murder? <laughs> uh, it's, it's the same kind of shit. Like they, yeah. they're finding their voice and I forgive them. Cause this is a really good episode of the show. Right. It just has one of the worst scenes in the show. I, I, I could see someone being worried based on this. <laughs> <laughs> like if yes. they were just getting into the show, like, all right, how schlocky is this going to be? Yeah. yeah. It's also worth, this is 2008 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were earlier in our like heightening TV standards yes. than we are now. So maybe it was just kind of like, okay, you know, I don't yeah. remember it standing out as much on the first view as it did on subsequent, subsequent views. Yes. Um, People interpreting the show bad if you go on wikis and stuff, uh, just another Wikipedia said at worst segment, uh, according to the wiki, the toilet that Emilio gets flushed down could be seen as a metaphorical river um, that the bag's in. And that made me very mad uh, reading that. Speaking of souls, mine just tried to leave my body out of yeah. my ears. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's a dumb take. Yeah. Uh, but this beginning part, contrasting these two things, I think is A+. plus. It just sold past the clothes and it wraps around to an F when, when the callback comes back. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. Uh, so the episode proper begins. We get our title sequence and we have uh, Skylar and Walt Jr. painting the nursery, something Walt was supposed to do uh, yep. while Marie watches and kind of criticizes. Yeah. And doesn't help for, for no real good reason. Yeah. Uh, she's complaining about her shoes. Uh, here foreshadowing the most important subplot in the history of breaking bad um you know does not like this as they're doing this uh walt jr gets a call uh has to go talk to his friend lewis Uh, he says yo to lewis on the phone skylar does not like yeah please don't Uh, say you you don't know how much i hate that (laughs) due to uh due to jesse uh marie uh you know hey you missed a spot and Skylar says, like, hey, I'm working on a short story. I got this character who's kind of a fun stoner. Uh-huh. I used to smoke pot in college, right? You'd smoke pot all the time, right? What was it like? Did it affect your mood? You know, and uh, Marie says, you know, not in the way that Skylar's expecting, but Marie sees through. Yeah, uh, Skylar. yeah. Skylar's a shitty liar because she's crazy innocent. <laughs> you know, like, the, she's very naive in the beginning it, of the show. It takes a lot of exposure to Walt for her to uh, degrade, to d- yes. develop that skill. I, I love yeah. I love Marie's, like, uh, initial response to that. She says, yeah. it made me more serious. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> you know, which is, which is very funny. Yeah. Uh, but, she, you know, she sees through that she's asking, and she jumps to the conclusion that Walt Jr. is getting pot from this Lewis character. Which is yeah. not a bad conclusion for somebody to jump to. Yeah. Yeah. Sl- slightly more worldly, you know, than, than Skylar. Yes. At this point. Yeah. Uh, so Walt and Jesse are in <laughs> Jesse's driveway. Uh, fortunately, this is partially hidden by the walls. They are standing in kiddie pools and spraying each other down because they are covered in blood goop. Yeah. Just in, in acidy uh, blood goop. Yeah. Straight up Pulp Fiction stuff. Awful shit. And Jesse self-medicates yeah. you know, after this. Like he's gonna talk about like later he's gonna kind of explode about <laughs> this, but like he cannot he does not feel comfortable in his house anymore. Right. This is an exceedingly haunting thing that happened. Right. Uh and his house, not to mention the guy chained up in the basement. Uh so seeking relief, he goes upstairs, uh, pulls out the bag of meth that they had to sell and smokes some of it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Walt takes care of crazy eight. It takes like care of a, a shit bucket. Yeah. <laughs> 
in his piss bucket. Um, the uh, uh, you know takes it, empties it out, does a little uh, comedy Febreze, yeah, spray. <laughs> you know, and he tries to leave like he's not making eye contact with Crazy Eight. You know, just he's just down there doing the task and getting out of there. Crazy Eight calls him down, saying like, "Hey, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't do this to my worst enemy." You know, I'm not, I'm not just going to drop dead. Like, if you think that's going to happen, like, this is not going to be easy, you know, trying to kind of get under his skin to engage somehow. Right. Which which is successful. That's the, the, the heart of this episode is him doing that. And that's classic shit that like, uh, you know, using his name, humanizing him and stuff. The, that's, uh, an obvious truth. But I remember first learning about that when I saw silence of the lambs when I was 12, (laughs) you know, they, they talk about that and I was like, Oh, that does make sense. Yeah. I'm watching silence of the lambs at 12. You know? it's it's everybody's favorite sound yeah exactly yeah. uh he stops when he uh as walt's leaving he goes hey walt you know and uh he comes back how did you know my name and jesse's like you know uh, or uh, crazy Eight says jesse told us along with all kinds of other details he has a big mouth now this is uh crazy eight withholding information he didn't He's kind of implying a little bit that Jesse just like told him. Yes. It's probably pretty likely that Jesse told him when they were like gunpoint driving him to the site. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, it wasn't like there was a lot of duress that Crazy Eight and Emilio performed on Jesse and Walt that I think ameliorates a lot of the these situations mm-hmm. that uh, the characters either willfully or uh, unwillfully like ignore. Yes. You know, and I think this is Crazy Eight specifically being very canny and leaving out that detail. Like, oh, yeah. He doesn't have a big mouth. You fucking gun walked him to the desert. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he'd tell you but, anything because he didn't want to get shot in the face. But it's a smart strategy. You want to, you know, if you're outnumbered, you want to drive a wedge between exactly. the two people who are on this side against you, right? Yeah. Crazy Eight's a smart dude. Yes. Uh, you know, so uh, Walt, you know, hears this and he goes upstairs to confront Jesse. Uh, kicks in the bathroom. Jesse said, I'm just trying to pinch one off, which I've always hated that expression. It's gross. Yep. Uh, he eventually breaks in. Uh, yeah. Jokes on him. If Jesse was actually taking a shit, <laughs> you know, uh, slaps the pipe out of his hand and goes to flush the back of meth. You know, yeah. that's worth $40,000. It's worth nothing. If you smoke it. Yes. Jesse manages to save it by grabbing the bag uh, out of the toilet and then throwing it out the window. And this starts a big scramble. I like the physical comedy of this section yeah. or in this episode. Generally, when they do physical comedy, it's really good. Yeah, uh, but this, like, this is a silly part for how serious this episode is. <laughs> yeah, but they're both scrambling to get outside and go grab it. Uh, and Walt breaks down in a coughing fit on the stairs. This, this lets Jesse kind of get a big uh, head start on him. Yep. Uh, Jesse gets in the car and Walt yanks him out. You know, Walt can overpower Jesse, uh, but Jesse, you know, confronts him and, you know, appeals to him. He's like, basically, you haven't done your coin flip thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you haven't honored the flip that we had a coin flip. Again, foreshadowing one of the things about Jesse comes up a big, uh, really big in El Camino. But, yeah. you know, your word is your bond. Like, Jesse is a relatively honorable person. Yeah. For, for being a shithead about this. Uh, you know, I had to go do this. What about me? I can't live here mm-hmm. anymore without thinking about this big pile of slime. We had to clean up. Uh, Walt says, well, that's because you didn't follow my instructions, which is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jesse, responds, yeah, well, hail Hitler, bitch. Like, <laughs> you know, you're just trying to control everything. That's not really accurate either. But he's right, right about Walt putting off yes. the, uh, the coin. Yeah, you, know. you gotta you gotta deal with this. And then he, we had a coin flip. Like this is the coin is sacred. Like he literally <laughs> yeah. says, like he says the coin flip you know, is sacred. Yeah, yeah. We did. We had an agreement. Mm-hmm. You know, this is bullshit. He's right. The, term, the terms don't change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Marie is out uh, shopping for heels, uh, being rude to a rude clerk, yep. uh, while Hank somehow is able to use the phone while perps are <laughs> attempting to yeah. escape, like he's playing Tapper. He's <laughs> <laughs> got these plates spinning, and by plates, I mean a guy yeah. named Doug. Yeah. <laughs> Hank, I don't, it just really feels like Hank, you know, voicemail hasn't come to Albuquerque yet at this point. <laughs> the, the rollout was slow. The rollout was slow. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, the guy tries to get, get away. He throws him back onto the ground. It's kind of like a time and place. I think Marie would understand. I, um, I would think so, too. But Marie, <laughs> uh, again, is, is naive because, you know, it takes a while for the show to start writing its female characters well, I think. Yes. And that yeah. comes up a few times in this episode. Yeah. Uh, um, Marie's calling him, or they're talking, you know, making an appeal to Hank, saying, "Hey, you need to talk to Walt Jr." Um, you know, just say like, "Yeah, wait, I think he's smoking pot." Can you show him like some autopsy pictures or it's something? Very funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's like, "No, nobody ever died of pot," but he doesn't like that that Walt Jr. is doing that either. Right, you know? right. But he's uncomfortable because uh, one of the like the themes of this show, or one of the things it examines, is masculinity mm-hmm. and the role of like a father or, or a family. You know, yeah. uh, a fam- a man provides for his family mm-hmm. is the trump card that Gus uses to destroy Walt's life later. <laughs> one of the many times he could possibly get out. Right. You know, a man. And that's why Walt has this pride. It's why all this shit is happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pride fucking with people. And Hank recognizes it. He's like, mm-hmm. hey, Walt should do this. He's yeah. he's his dad. Like that's this would be overstepping a boundary. Yes. You know, I would be jumping the chain of command. To mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. But Marie, you know, gets him gets him to agree to do it, and then in phone call ends. She puts these heels on, uh, yep. not wearing the little footies. She steals uh, them. Uh, well, yeah, and then and then walks and then walks out with them and puts her nurse's shoes on the shelf. Yeah. So she uh, she loves to steal. It mm-hmm. doesn't go anywhere. Uh, uh, it comes back briefly in season four. It for, comes for back, one. but it, it's not good. It's not. <laughs> you know, it's not like very useful. It I didn't, feels I didn't like they, it came back. It yeah. No, no, I know. It's just it. It feels like a like. Oh yeah, shit. We should is, probably do something with that. It is the most probably bizarre needle drop for one of the best songs that they use in the series. It's the uh, what it makes me think of is I think when you read about the writing of the show and you read about uh, Vince Gilligan and how he allows things to organically evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, I can imagine this being like I imagine a metaphor of somebody going out to a field and throwing a handful of seeds. Yeah. You know, and and maybe they they were doing this because they were trying to be open to what the show was telling them. And maybe they thought this would work out. Yeah. yeah. You know, like this might be important. This might cause some epiphany moment later. And it's only in the cold, harsh, like Monday morning quarterbacking that we can be like, this is bullshit. Yeah, you know? I, I could see, I could see it trying to do a requiem for a dream thing, you know, except instead of about being about addiction, saying like, here's like a broad spectrum of what happens to a people vice. when they compromise morally, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, because so it's just like, oh, yeah, there's somebody who drinks too much coffee and has pet pills along with, some, you know, Jared Leto losing his arm. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine uh, the um, the. Uh, it's also kind of early on where it feels a little bit like all of the characters were going to have plots that did not relate to Walt. Yes. You know, uh, this is a plot that doesn't relate to Walt and those eventually get excised. Right. I think that uh, the show realizes that like, no, you know, we have to spend our time really wisely as this character study mm-hmm. uh, there. And ultimately, like, again, I think the show is like much better for it. I didn't, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on a subplot that didn't like, no. Really go anywhere and it, it's it's one of the things that uh like i love better call saul 
very mm-hmm. much. One of the reasons why I'm hesitant when people rush to be like, oh, it's it's much better than Breaking Bad is that it is less focused. Right. It way. is splitting time. Uh, yeah. It's splitting time because of being a prequel, because it has to do cartel stuff as well, mm-hmm. which I like, but it doesn't have that everything uh, right. you know, leads to this one character and forges this one villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically and this is anything that the the show does where it's not leading towards that or affecting it ends up feeling a little weird yes Uh, you know especially especially in hindsight looking at this you know little scene in a vacuum or just in relation to everything that we have seen in the series so far up through Mm -hmm. this episode this is actually a pretty good way to introduce marie's shoplifting i think uh, because, oh, she didn't like her shoes. We saw that before. This plausibly could have just been to spite that that clerk who was being a dick to her, right? Yeah. 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 But she wants the shoes as well. Well, of course. Yeah. And also, it, it's her being such a control freak and critical mm-hmm. of, of Skylar, you know, while also having this, you know, the, the, this uh, specific drawback. Yes. Um, we cut over to Hank, who has driven Walt out to the Crossroads uh, Motel, the Crystal Castle. Uh, or a Crystal Palace. Uh, Crystal Castles is an arcade game. Yeah, no, to, 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 pl- to play Crystal Castles. <laughs> uh, you like smoking pot? Soon you're going to like isometric <laughs> video games. <laughs> you like controlling little pairs, picking up bat pellets? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> they, they call it going Q-Bert. It's when, it's when everything you say sounds like punctuation. <laughs> going to go Q-Bert on me, kid? Um, next you're going to be a magician loading it up. Um, the uh but the, the crystal palace here uh this hotel this motel that's gonna be a recurring area yeah, uh, yeah and this is so this is a scene that is interesting in hindsight uh in 2008 and when i was less advanced in my becoming a better person journey mm-hmm. uh you know before i kind of had a better attitude towards sex workers this scene worked better for me mm-hmm. because this, this is a comedy scene yes uh, that's the 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 cadence of it now that I have a little bit more sympathy for Wendy and also think like Hank's being a huge dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It feels a little bit different. Like they're still very funny bits. I really like how Walt jr. Comports himself in this. <laughs> I thought we were uh, going to cold stone creamery. He's like, well, it's a bit stop. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. No, he's using, he's using this, yeah. you know, down and out woman as a, as a, uh, as a sideshow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it's gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Hank starts saying, you know, talking about gateway drug, like everyone who's here at the meth hotel started with pot, you know, mm-hmm. uh, eventually he calls uh, Wendy over, who's getting a root beer um, over to Walt Jr.'s window and says, like, how much she charges for a Wendy, Wendy or Wendy, Wendy. <laughs> and uh, she says, like, I don't want to do no kid, you know, yeah. like she's pushing back like this is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what, what's what's going on with you? Are you, uh, you know, uh, disabled or anything? Yeah. And uh, Hank covers. I like this moment a lot. Hank's like, uh-huh. he's, uh, you know, a quarterback. He broke his leg that uh-huh. arm like a fucking howitzer. You know, I, yeah. I really like this protect, like trying to use his shitty masculinity to like protect somebody who he loves. Yeah. You know, from from being emasculated. Uh, it's a cool contrast with Walt beating the shit out of that team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the first episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Walt abusing that child. <laughs> you know, the, ch- the child was taller than him. He was taller than him. I guess that should be the. Uh, he must be this tall to beat. You know, <laughs> I, I you know I I don't actually know what my opinion is on that. What if instead <laughs> of age we just had height? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm not stoned. 
That's why they called in those drone strikes when Nani blew up the kid. Yeah. <laughs> Day 73 at the, at the the siege outside Kareem Abdul. Uh, anyway, uh, he, you know, he says, uh, you know, show us, you know, are you shooting up? Or are you smoking? Uh, she doesn't answer. So he's like, you know, show us your teeth. Yeah. Uh, and she's got, she's got math mouth, you know, uh, and eventually, uh, you know, she's being a smart ass, uh, rightly not answering mm-hmm. Hank and Hank sends her away. Yeah. 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 Uh, and you know, <laughs> Hank's like, so like, what do you think? You know, is this getting through and all Walt Jr. going to say is that was cool. Yeah. It's, it's very <laughs> funny. He doesn't, it's a real classic comedy situation. Uh-huh. Uh, I like the way this episode is balanced. Like the, the levity with the absolute, like heartbreaking shit that's going to happen later. Yeah. You know, uh, and this ties in uh, because Wendy uh, goes up to her room where Jesse is watching out the window. He's paranoid. He's been doing math again. Yeah. Uh, He thinks that they were asking about him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Um, he he sees that fucking black SUV. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's been party to murder. He's cleaned up a body, you know, Uh Uh, then they have chair sex uh, because Jesse likes older women. Yep. Uh, So we get Walt. He's sitting on the toilet. Uh, pants yep. down, and he is making a pro and con list about whether, yeah. uh, about specifically the pros and cons of letting Crazy Eight live. He's trying to convince yes. himself, right? He has a bunch yeah. of things on the on the pro side, you know, like oh, it'd be immoral. You wouldn't be able to live with yourself. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, Judeo Christian values. Just as a line. <laughs> it's very funny. And uh, yeah. uh, on the on the on the con side, he only has one thing, but it's a hell of one. He will kill you and your whole family. Yeah, this is also a comedy beat to me. I don't. If yeah. I remember, the music is is serious about this, but I can't. Oh, I, I, I can't. It's making just a so, pro and con list about this is is very silly. It's, it's so dorky. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really dorky, and also like once you wrote down, he will kill you and your whole family. <laughs> it seems it seems like you'd have to you'd stop making the list. Oh yeah, decisions you know? made. Yeah, but, like what's going to balance that other than like he will bring your family back to life, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Um, <laughs> So it's been all day. He's been procrastinating all day. Uh, so he calls Skyler uh, and lies about uh, being at the car wash. I love how Brian Cranston lies mm-hmm. in this show. He's really good at it. Yes. Like it's, it's really good acting of sounding like vaguely plausible, you know, fakey dad. Yeah. Just, oh, I just lost track of time and Bogdan kept me late or whatever. He says, oh, yeah. you're at the car wash. Yes. Well, I seriously doubt that since you quit two weeks ago. You know, yeah. she, she called she, she and Bogdan gave her an earful. Yeah. You know, uh, Walt says, listen, can we, you know, we'll talk about this when I get home. And she's like, don't come home. Yeah. You know, uh, at this point, she know uh, obviously knows something's up, probably mm-hmm. suspecting he's cheating. Yes. Um, that's going to get, con- you know, confirmed for her later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but he's one of the things that I was trying to uh, think about in this show is that one of the popular narratives that comes out about Breaking Bad is that like, oh, Walt was obviously the person he was going to turn into from the start. And in this rewatch, I've been kind of trying to push against that a little bit because mm-hmm. I don't think it's true. Right. Uh, he tries to kill himself in the first episode uh, to get out of this. And here, like, this is a shitty thing he's doing. He can't say, I got to kill this guy. <laughs> and this is an immensely stressful situation. Like, in retrospect, with everything that happens in the series, it's very easy to be a viewer and say, like, oh, this is nothing. Yeah. You know, but if you if you can access any empathy for this admittedly very bad character, very morally bad character. Yeah. Uh, you can understand like, this is fucking tough. He, like, he was, I couldn't do it. I'm not going to fucking just stab a dude. No. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, when, was, when you haven't before, like indirectly through gas under duress to save your life. 
with you a know? gun to your head, but yeah. just cold-blooded murder a helpless person. That's that's a different thing. Yeah. You know, so I, I get it. Like it's yeah. not it feels very genuine to me. Oh, another another piece of evidence against uh the oh, he was always like this kind of guy. Uh he was gonna flush that math down the toilet. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't he's he is protective of his family. He is more mad that Jesse did this thing mm-hmm. that endangers his family that complicates this decision. Yeah. That he's gonna have because this guy not knowing who he was or where he worked or who his family was mm-hmm. would make letting him go you know, more attractive, even though, you know, still well, bad. Well, yeah. Like, but, small, but like now he really can't. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Like it's, you know, now he really can't. Mm-hmm. So it's, I buy the stress. Yes. You know, I buy that this is still plate spinning Walt, mm-hmm. uh, who is trying to balance some altruistic goals with his pride. Yeah. Uh, Pre evil Walt. To me. Yeah. It's, and it's also just a more interesting story. If the events are a series of one way doors, you know, yes. he, he hits these points of no return, right? What, what I'm not saying you have to hand it to Walt. Like, <laughs> right. Like, right. By any means, like, yeah, even, <laughs> even here, he's not a good person, but I think there's effort there. Yeah. You know, I think that when people, and I'm saying that I'm not calling anyone out, this is a discourse thing. Like I've read yeah. think pieces about this. Um, it's a pretty common opinion I see when people started rewatching mm-hmm. this. Like this is, you know, the preponderance of Breaking Bad gifts on my timeline makes me think that a lot of people are doing Breaking Bad rewatches in the wake of uh, Better Call Saul, yep. uh, which is great. Um, but just I see this opinion all the time. Like, oh, God, we were so stupid for believing he was anything other than the worst person on Earth. I don't think so. I think yeah. that's benefit of hindsight mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and I think the show is trying to tell a more, uh, a less uh, steep slope. Yes. That. Significantly yeah. less. Yeah. He had the flaws built in that would predispose him to make the decisions that he made ultimately and to get himself into those situations. Yeah. But, but you're not going to precog him for making the decisions. In right. You're not going to minority <laughs> report Walter White. Yeah. I don't you know, uh, go, go up and two tap him in front of his class to make an example. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you can go back in time and kill Walter White when he's. A <laughs> uh, so uh, Walt here is crazy. Eight yell from the basement. Uh, you know, he's hungry. So he makes him another sandwich. Uh, and when he takes the sandwich down, he has a coughing fit, passes out and collapses face first on the ground, smashing the plate. Yeah. And, you know, fade to black and Walt wakes up about 10 or 15 minutes later and crazy eight standing up now, uh, again, is, uh, is still motorcycle locked to that post there. And, uh, crazy eight says, Oh, it was that, that gas shit. Uh, you know, did you get that too? And Walt kind of figures, okay, well. (laughs) <laughs> if there's I can be honest safe here. To tell. Yeah, if there's yeah. anybody safe to tell. It's this guy who's going to be gone soon. Just like, no, I've got, I've got lung cancer. Uh, he he gathers up the uh, the pieces of the plate. You know, takes them upstairs, throws them in the trash, makes another sandwich, uh, and then this is where this is where he grabs beers too, right? Like he, I I love this moment where he's in the fridge. Uh, like, yes, the beers yeah. are. No, I think it's when he goes back down. It's later. It is just. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's not it's not long from here. Right. Uh, he he makes him a sandwich. You know, he's like, there's no poison in the sandwich, and he's like that. You know, that'd be the way to do it. Immediately, or Crazy Eight says, "Yeah, you know, you're you're a chemist and everything." Mm-hmm. Uh, Walt grabs the six pack. They're going to enjoy a beer. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, there's another really good moment about this where uh, Crazy Eight, who's real smart, uh, is recognizing that Walt's not an idiot too. Right. Um, where he's like, well, you know, what's your name? And his first response is like, that's not going to make this easier for you. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Like, like the, you making me more human is not working in your favor. Yeah. yeah. Like you're, you're being an idiot and Walt's fine with it. And you I mean, know? we're, 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 without spoilers while Walt was, uh, passed out. I mean, yes. done, or yeah. Uh, Domingo crazy. Eight. We're just going to call him crazy. Eight. He grabbed, he grabbed a shard of the, uh, yes. of the plate to use as a, uh, to use as a weapon. Cause yeah. Walt inadvertently gave it to him. So he knows that he has this kind of ace in the hole. Or you know, yeah, up crazy eight knows, not Walt knows. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, that but, is why Crazy Eight is being being kind of like really. This is his chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like okay, like if I have any way to get you closer to me, you know, here we go. Yeah. But Walt's not going to call him Crazy Eight. You know, he's trying to yeah. level with this guy. He's not going to talk to him, call him by his AOL screen name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just you All know, oh, yeah, yeah. He's you know, Domingo. Oh, that's Sunday. Okay, yes. Um, he's going to call him that. And, and this is where, uh, crazy eight's like, what are you going to do? And he's, you know, I'm Walt admits, like, I want to let you go. I'm looking for any good reason to do it. You have to convince me. Yes. Like he literally says like, this is not something I'm going to come to on my own help. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really human moment. Like help me do this thing. Yeah. Like you are obviously in more physical you know, duress than I am, but I am in this incredibly fraught emotional space. Yes. Right. Help. Uh, crazy. It says, you know, I guess I would start uh, by saying, you know, I promise that your, you and your family would be safe, but you know that anyone in my position would say that. So you have to decide mm-hmm. if that's, uh, if that's trustworthy. <laughs> it's like a fucking witcher quest. <laughs> 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 no, listen, uh, the thing you have to understand, Walt, is I have a brother and he always tells the truth. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm not actually diminishing this. I think all of this is very good. Oh, this like, is great. Yeah, this yeah. is one of the best scenes in the first season. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Walt gets up to leave, figuring, okay, we got nothing here. And Crazy Eight, you know, he knows, okay, I need to keep him engaged you know, to draw him closer, right? Lean in, lean in kind of deal. Yeah. So Crazy Eight starts giving his backstory, figuring this is what Walt, you know, a version of what Walt needs to hear or wants to hear. You know, so yeah. it's like, you know, like, it needs to keep him there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, you know, like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm from here, born and raised in Albuquerque, uh, studied business administration at UNM. You know, I wanted to study music, but, but my dad said there wasn't a future in that, you know, yep. just, uh, give, giving these details. Right. Yep. Uh, his dad used to own this furniture store in town, uh, that had these commercials and they kind of bond over that. I love that uh, so much. Like two people yeah. who don't know each other from the same place, you yep. know, recalling this jingle, like, Oh God, we are from like. We, it, we can't have this much in common. It's great. I love the, uh, uh, him being, uh, I love the detail that Domingo's uncle wrote the song and tried to pick up women uh-huh. in bars by singing it. And yeah. it's a furniture store jingle. It's very cute. Like uh-huh. really, really, really good specific detail. Yeah. Uh, Just he, he acted like you wrote stairway to heaven. Yeah. It, it's very, very good. Uh, <laughs> at this point I love, uh, you know, Walt's like, uh, oh, that's where we bought uh, Walt's ba- or Walt Junior's bassinet, and he goes, well, that's more of a specialty item, but we might have sold you a crib. Uh-huh. Like he's he knows what's going on, yeah. and he's like, you know, well, around when was it? He's like, well, if it's after school, I guarantee you, I was there. I might have rung rung you up. Uh huh. You know, forging his connection. It's really it's true. Like I don't get the sense that Crazy Eight is lying here. Right. Right. He's motivated. It's motivated truth telling. Uh huh. But he's not lying. Like they really do have this much in common, which ties into you know, the, the complexity, the moral complexity of, 
of this yeah. test. And it's it's so smart what Crazy Eight does because you know they're talking about this crib or whatever. Crazy Eight's doing like a uh, like a, like a car salesman thing. You know, like oh the manager's being a real dick about this or whatever. He's saying oh he probably tried to my dad probably tried to sell you that extended warranty too, huh? You yeah. know, like oh yeah he ripped you off. Like yeah we you know we yeah. know. It's like oh I'm on your side in this. It doesn't matter that it was 16 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, he's just he's he's doing how to win friends and influence people shit. It's so good. <laughs> it's really good. It reminds me a lot of like him being a business major and stuff reminds me a lot of The Wire. Uh-huh. Uh The Wire is a show uh where drug dealers uh have the skills that are required for that job recognized. Mm-hmm. You know, not like they're they're sweeping the Dealey Awards or whatever, but I mean, like, <laughs> you got Stringer like, Bell. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, you know, like who who goes to business classes. Mm-hmm. And and t- and then disseminates that information, like the idea that you have to be charismatic and know how to read people mm-hmm. to do this job, like and that being a skill is something the show acknowledges. Yes, you know, as opposed to what normie America thinks and what, like, say your Hanks mm-hmm. think, which is just all these people are fucking idiots. Yeah, they're the bad guys and they're getting outsmarted. And they're not the- stupid. It's a mistake <laughs> to think that people who are your enemy are stupid. Yeah. You know? well- and up to this point, Crazy Eight has said a couple of times, and he'll say it again. You know, this line of Walt doesn't suit you, Walter. Yeah, this and line of Walt. <laughs> this line, yeah. this line of work doesn't suit yeah. you, Walter. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he says that, and he's demonstrating it right now. Like if he doesn't recognize that this is being used on him, like you yeah. gotta, you gotta know, man. <laughs> and it's one hundred percent true. Whereas, like as the show goes on, Walt is bad at this shit. Yeah, like he's good at talking. But it's this desperate kind of like leverage based chess talking yes. that he, that he does not, you know, he's not, uh, you know, he's not Jimmy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not Saul it who did. is closer to a, a Domingo. Right. In terms of, uh, you know, the get like, let's make a deal businessman. Well, I mean, it shit. happens literally towards the end of the season. Walt throughout the entire season goes all in every time. There's yeah. no such thing as a limited hangout with him. Maybe yeah, one no or two times where he's Walt. being crafty, but like yeah, like like he gets what he wants yeah. by extending himself by by pushing everything to this completely black or white somebody's got to die situation as opposed yeah. to you know, somebody like, you know, crazy eight or a jimmy who is more you know crafty and evasive right yeah yeah and and uh you know and ultimately self more self-preservation minded yes you know which makes sense because walt has no sense of self-preservation because there's no self pretty soon yes you know it's all very good <laughs> like it is folks three episodes in i'm willing to say <laughs> this is a really good tv show. it's a pretty good t- we're gonna keep <laughs> like, on doing this podcast and i'm yeah, convinced now <laughs> yeah we, we've made it past the probationary period we're gonna stop right here before all this shit happens in the basement but <laughs> we're gonna keep going because it's a pretty good tv show. it's a it's a it is okay i, yeah. I think yeah. at least yeah it's 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 no and or but it's uh it's no, no. i'm just beating up on andor the oh. um So, you know, he says at this point, like, hey, you know, crazy the paths we take, huh? Like at this point, um, crazy then switches gears. He's like, hey, does Jesse know you have cancer? And Walt says, you're the only person who knows. Uh, Mm -hmm. And crazy figures it out. Like, this is why you're cooking meth. You know, it's for money for your family. And he goes, hell, I'll write you a check right now if you let me go. (laughs) You know, like. (laughs) I'll give you what you want. (laughs) Like going above and beyond. Just like the, uh, you know, the immediate like, okay, are we safe? Like, okay, well, yeah, I've identified this key motivating thing that has like brought you into the situation in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Again, (laughs) uh, motivated truth telling. Yeah. He's being manipulative, but it's not 
Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't write him a check. Right. So we'll find out. <laughs> he's going to stab him. Yeah, yeah he's he's going to write him a blood check. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, Walt uh, says, and he's he's like, I don't know what to do. Like, he's confronting, again, one of these things that makes me feel like he really does have a soul at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm crazy. It says, yeah, you do. You know, yeah. like, he knows he's he's done it. Uh, right. And Walt goes upstairs to mm-hmm. get the key. Uh, kind of slow walks upstairs. Uh, he's in the kitchen. He grabs the key. Uh, he crushes his beer can, throws in the garbage can. Now, uh, when I had watched this, uh-huh. uh, I had, I knew that there would be a plate shard thing. I was like, oh, that's what I would do if I was, yeah, uh, yeah. I was crazy. But, but seeing Walt figure it out in real time, yes. just like, uh, oh, the show accounted for it. Yes. It was really good. Me, me and my, uh, my ex, my ex-wife watched this together and it was like a really big you know those kind of things where you gasp at the same time as another person uh-huh. and an unpla- it's not one of those weird flash mobs where everybody gasps and it's time it just naturally happens yeah it was like a live theater experience at home you know when you both were like oh you know it it's it's really good it feels good yeah I'm just uh, like, goes, yeah, <laughs> he, he's trying to piece this back together. Like he's you know, just like looking again. He, he, he desperately wants every single, he goes back, he goes back to see if there's anything he missed in the, in the yeah. garbage can. Like just, he's like, no, no, no. As he notices I, the yeah. big knife shaped shard is there. He puts together like, the puzzle. He's, you know? he's still holding, like, trying to hold onto this water in his bare hands. Well, <laughs> he, cause he had an out, like he, uh-huh. had, he had figured it out. And like, Nothing, uh, this is a true thing for decisions, big and small. Nothing feels better than making a decision. Oh yeah. Um, we, we are not meant to be indecisive and just to sit on the bubble. Like Mm -hmm. our brains don't like it. I, I think, uh, and when we go, okay, like this isn't perfect, but I've decided I'm going to do it. Every Mm -hmm. time I've been at that place in my life, uh, I've felt an immense amount of relief. Yes. Like it is, uh, better than any drug, Mm -hmm. you know, just like, you know what? I can take that off of my like active memory. Yes. Now it is such a relief and he can't, he nope. had that. He thought he had not only a way out of this, but a way that kept his hands clean mm-hmm. that would be easier, you know, uh, and no easy answers. Like again, I've mentioned before, breaking bad is like a, a Dungeons and dragons game with a great DM. <laughs> uh, just put your characters through shit, make the worst things happen. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's where drama comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you test your characters. Yeah. He's like, you know, like, why are you doing this? He thought he'd be safe. He thought that yeah. crazy was on the level. And uh, no, that's not, that's not how it works. He's realizing how naive he was. Yeah, there's pr- probably a huge like turning point for his character in terms of him going through one of those doors. Like this mm-hmm. probably killed a lot of trust in Walter. Yeah. You know, uh, in this kind of web of responsibilities. Yeah. You know, so in a weird way, crazy eight is partially responsible for bringing down the cartel. And that, uh, that, that, uh, you know, that plane, the, the big plane full of all those people yeah. with both of those yeah. planes, kill those teddy bears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he comes downstairs, you know, and he's walking slowly, uh, and crazy eight is trying to, you know, keep him going. Yeah. Doing the right thing. Walter, you know, unlock me, Walter, you know, yeah. do it. The, the, the soundtrack here is so good as Walt, you know, is just slow walking, like getting closer, like just the, the, the sounds of a basement, you know, the furnace mm-hmm. and the pipes and stuff like that, just kind of clanking there, you know, and they're exchanging some questions, you know, just, just pretext, right? Walt yeah. knows some, something's coming to a head and crazy eight obviously knows what he's planning, you yes. know, and the, the sounds just get louder and louder. And he says, and, and crazy, eight says, unlock me, Walter as you know, Walt's behind him and Walt says the, the, the moment I do, and he's holding the bike lock, you're going to stick me with that piece of broken plate. 
and then it's eyeball starts. in his hand, like to you know, as he's reaching into his pocket. Yeah. At this point, uh, and then he pulls the lock. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There to start choking him, uh, as Crazy Eight uh, kind of mechanically yeah. like, blindly stabs backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Walt, uh, this is a great bit. Walt can't get enough leverage to seal right. the deal. Like this probably isn't comfortable for Crazy Eight, nope. but it's not going to kill him. So Walt has to use his get his leg in on the action. Yeah. Push off the thing, which allows Crazy Eight to stab him in the leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, several times uh, until eventually he's able to choke him down. Crazy yeah. misses. He's too weak to actually make it. And he collapses. Yeah. And as crazy eight collapses to the floor, and so does Walt and Walt says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Like yeah. as he is doing that, you know, real feeling, real emotional real yeah. emotion about this. You know? Yeah. Two, two deaths. I'm keeping yep. track. <laughs> the uh so next morning uh it's showing the sunrise in jesse's neighborhood everything's changed now you know uh, he comes home the house is empty the basement is empty uh the bike lock is sitting on uh you know on a counter mm-hmm. like you know shit Uh-oh. <laughs> uh walt called in sick to work you know so the principal which is not you know subplots that don't go anywhere right uh walt's relationship with his principal subbing for him uh-huh you know <laughs> i love this because um, we're yeah. gonna be watching a very interesting video on carbon very important stuff <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd watch that carbon video uh hank and gomer are out of the cook site uh brought out there by the fire they're kind of figuring it out yeah. you know hank is like why is crazy eight's car uh still here yeah so they're they're, they're saying it's a trap car uh gomer mm-hmm. says hey you know i already searched it you yeah know, I'm, I'm the trap car whisperer uh and he finds uh the secret compartment in the stereo where there's a baggie of meth uh, mm-hmm. But it's very white. It's very yeah. clear. Uh, and he says, you know what I'm thinking, Gomi? And Gomez says, yeah, somebody croaked our snitch. Uh-oh. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. And uh, uh-oh, the second, this is where, you know, the reveal after the first episode, an officer calls Hank over to find uh, the gas mask from the yes. high school. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Walt, having killed somebody, uh, <laughs> goes to this highway overpass to brood. And we get, you know, again, one of the worst season or scenes in the show. Uh, we go back to that chalkboard scene. You didn't have to do this. It was fine where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, where he says before, like, it just seems like something mi- something's missing. And Gretchen goes, what about the soul? Uh, and you've already done a lot of thematic work with, like, what is a person? You know, like, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Are we just the slimes that can be flushed down the toilet? Is there something more there? <laughs> yeah. Leave that a question mark, though. Please. Uh, this is this is cloying and gross. It's also uh, incredibly non-scientific. Yeah, like, Gretchen like, is not. Pe- people you know, uh, people yeah. in that situation would not. And then that, that would get you laughed out of that room. <laughs> yeah. Walt, Walt should have collapsed laughing at her. <laughs> yeah. And that's why he, he was, got kicked he, out of gray matter. Uh, he, he was trying to run game on her though. So yeah, it's true. Like he 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 didn't have post nut clarity. If, if, if Walt had post nut clarity during this moment, the show would have been very different. He would have been like, no. Gretchen would be like, all right, I guess uh, uh, okay. I guess, uh, right. guess you're out. Um, it just it just you know, I I'm not a, a religious person. I think there's something more to us than just meat, mm-hmm. right? Like I think. Uh, we for you know personalities our deeds and feelings and relationships and stuff do form like a gestalt thing yeah we're right? the intersection like we're, of a bunch of different stuff we're not just the slime you can flush down a toilet mm-hmm. but having a character be like what about the soul 
as if they, you know, they just laid down a Yu-Gi-Oh card, you know, about like, gotcha. (laughs) Uh It's just dumb. I I just, it's really cloying and cheap. It's we're going to, I think it's this season. We're also going to run into the, like Walt and Skyler first buying the house and being like, and nothing bad's going to happen here. I I think that's like a later one. I think that's like season. That's like maybe season first half of season five. Oh, maybe it is that late. It sucks. Yeah. There's a couple, couple really cloying scenes <laughs> that happen in this, this otherwise very good show. Yeah. Uh, and this is the, uh, probably the season one award for most yeah. cloying thing narrowly beating out. Is this going to be on the murder? It's, um, it, it, it is an, it is nice to have something here that acts as a distinction because breaking bad is not a subtle show. You know, it no. takes antic swings, right but like to to show that just like you know it's not the lack of subtlety that is that that is the thing that makes this good right like oh you can be unsubtle in a very bad direction you know it's not just big swings like they're they're big swings and they know when to take them you know and which swings are you know which directions are worth swinging in this is you know uh such a bad swing that the bat leaves the hand and flies into the fucking crowd and knocks out three kids (laughs) this is the swing that killed whitey boulder like (laughs) it's 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 no good um so uh gets woken up from his reverie drives home uh skylar's in bed crying she's been up all night waiting for him uh-huh. uh and there's he says skylar there's something i have to tell you uh yeah. we're gonna find out he's gonna tell her that he has cancer mm-hmm. but you don't uh it, at least i remember at the show it felt like it was positioning it to be a little bit ambiguous oh yeah um about what he was gonna you know whether he was gonna totally come clean it's a real madman kind of thing you know standing in the yeah. hallway in the front door uh you know kind of deal like who's gonna find out what kind of deal yeah 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 and the, the episode which is great you know, it just has this one dumb scene in it that like stands out real loud. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, the, the, this pair with the previous one is a complete justification for being invested in the series. Uh, I, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, uh, it's super good. Oh, he- hello, hello. Oh, it looks like somebody's come to my Christmas cabin. <laughs> hey, look, it's Dean Martin. Um, <laughs> Do you need, need to go get that? <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no, no. It's it's some it's a delivery person. Okay, yeah. I'll just do it afterwards. Yeah, don't even uh, don't even cut this out. <laughs> Everyone gets to hear out my classic '50s doorbell. It's a good doorbell. It's great. Uh, Ding yeah. dong. Um, classic. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got a like huge ups on this uh, uh, to the actor uh, who played um, Ma- Maximino Arseniega. Oh, uh, yeah. the the actor for Crazy Eight. Like it, it, it is. I agree with the other cast. It is a shame that he had to go so soon because, like, yeah. he you know like just amazing scenes down there in the basement like that is a real show stealer kind of deal yeah he does a great job and it's a shame that when he comes back and better call Saul he's just his main emotion is scared of uh, of Tuco yes you know which is you know I yes I'm scared of Tuco yeah (laughs) Yeah. they had to show him like you know in his early days before he had confidence but he doesn't get a lot of stuff to do right yeah yeah (sighs) yeah good shit yeah. And we're going to be moving into a kind of a different phase here, uh, you know, where the cancer is going to take a little bit more of a, uh, a little bit more of a, uh, forefront. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Walt yeah. thinks, okay, this is going to get me out of, this is going to get me, get me out of trouble now. But all of a sudden he's kind of lost that card to play and he yeah. suddenly is wrapped up in more. Well, it's, it's a card to play too, but it's also true. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we, we're talking, uh, the, it's very similar to the crazy eight stuff. Walt talking about his cancer stuff. That is the factor for all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like he's not just using it as an excuse. Right. 
You know, it, it's it's motivated truth telling. Yes. You know, which is, which is very different than being manipulative or lying, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but yeah, for that, we'll be back in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody. We appreciate you. Um, yeah. Uh, ratings, reviews on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict. Uh, you can mm-hmm. support the show by going to patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV. Mm-hmm. Uh, those yeah. are all the nice things and, you can do and tell your friends if you know people who are doing rewatches and uh you like the show so far uh let them know about us um yeah oh. uh and uh until next time get me that uh that filter that Maybe. filter oh you mean for hoover max extract pressure pro 60 yep all right i want that filter okay hey man i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i got it <laughs> give me a nice nice filter get on an aeroplane and give me that filter that's a deeper cut that I know for filter. So. They only have two songs. That was no? the second one. <laughs> <laughs>